second interview of the week. Uh, earlier, we, of course, had uh, Rather Nice on Monday, and today, Wednesday, December 22nd, we've got Photonic, literally from the other side, as f- maybe as far away as you can get from Rather Nice. Uh, so, of course, the band that we had there Monday, that was in Providence, Rhode Island. Today, Photonic coming in all the way from Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and I'm super excited for you guys to hear this one. Um, a lot of personal conversation in the sense of, uh, you know, the lyrics and um, what we're going to talk about. And, and again, just in the sense of the location itself um, and where they're coming from, Alaska. You know, Alaska has a thriving music scene just like any other place in the United States. But it kind of gets, you know, forgotten about because it's so far away, um, which isn't fair. You know, we, we, we've got to recognize that. So I'm happy to be able to do this interview. And, um, yeah, really excited for you guys to hear it. My name, of course, Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Midpark Music On Air podcast. Uh, I am super excited and, and just thankful to be back here uh, talking to you guys. Of course, you know, I had an, a car accident about two weeks ago. Appreciate everybody's positivity. And, again, just really excited to be back. Um, the song that you heard there at the beginning, that was One Up, an absolutely phenomenal song. Uh, we are going to listen to the whole thing here in just a minute. Um, I'm currently going through my top 25 tracks of 2021, um, which actually is December 2020 until November 2021. Important to note because this uh, this song and the whole album of Photonics here was uh, released in December uh, of last year. So just had the one-year release on the 17th. Um, so really exciting for them. And um, again, this song is phenomenal. Every time I hear their their tunes, I, I am immediately reminded of Pearl Jam, um, especially, you know, uh, vocally with uh, sounding very much like Eddie Vedder. And uh, again, I think that that's one hell of a compliment, in my opinion. Uh, but I also, again, don't want to place them in a box. I know they've got lots of uh, talent and uh, got uh, maybe some new music coming out. Uh, so really excited to see what, uh, what that sounds like. And again, excited for you guys to hear the interview here. So uh, I'm going to stop rambling on, uh, and we will hear the whole song here of uh, One Up, uh, which, again, I am uh, currently going through my top 25 tracks uh, of the uh, the last year, and this song came, comes in at number 11. So obviously, given that, uh, you know, how highly I think of it, um, any of the songs in the top 25 here I think very, very highly of, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, bash anybody that's not in it. Believe me, it's a, this was a very hard uh, thing, and I didn't want to, I almost didn't want to do it because I didn't want to leave people out necessarily, but um, I'm happy to, uh, you know, put it out there, I guess, for those that did make it, and um, again, Photonic coming in at number 11 on that top 25. So um let's check it out listen to the full song here we'll be back uh, to listen to another one that will take us into the full conversation thank you
far off again just a phenomenal album from top to bottom um yeah i I can't really say anything other than that i'm not going to continue to ramble on and sound like an idiot saying the same things over and over but uh i think very very highly of the whole album and i hope you guys do as well uh we're going to listen to all these memories taking us into the full conversation uh i didn't i don't even know if i mentioned it on the uh, podcast last time but uh, of course we are just uh, two three days away from christmas here so i hope everybody has a great uh, christmas holiday and and new year ahead uh i know that this is a you know can be a difficult time for some, a uh, great time for, for many. And, and hopefully, however it is for you, you're able to find some rest and some peace at, uh, you know, whatever you are doing, spend some time with family, friends, all those good, uh, good things that uh, come with the holidays. But um, yeah, that's all we'll touch on there. And then uh, again, we're going to listen to the whole conversation um, after we hear all these memories. So all these memories going to take us right in. And then after the conversation, uh, of course, we will uh, listen to one more tune to take us out. And then uh, that'll be that. But uh, I, again, I know that these guys appreciate it so very much. Um, um, you know, the opportunity to, to come on here and, and uh, you know, have you guys listen. I, I sh- that made me sound like I'm, I'm something special. I'm just saying I know that they appreciate the opportunity of you guys listening, uh, you know, to be able to connect with new audiences and whatnot. Again, coming all the way from Alaska. So uh, really cool here. Really excited for you guys to hear it. And I think I've said that at least 485 times throughout the first uh, five minutes here. Um, but again, all these memories off of the 20 uh, December 2020 album of Tempered from Photonic. Uh, and we will uh, listen to this. That will take us into the full conversation. Thank you as always for tuning in. We'll see you after.
Yep. All right. And here we are with my guys. I'm very, very excited for this one. Uh, this isn't the first time, I think, in my, not in my podcast life. I'm talking my life, my, my fucking life. And the reason I say fuck is because Jeremy, thankfully, just, uh, I, which I appreciate very much, asked if this was a no-filter podcast. And, of course, we all know that is very much to be true. Uh, first time in my life I think I'm ever speaking with somebody out of Alaska in detail. So very excited for uh, Jeremy, Daniel, and Mark of Photonic to be joining me today. Welcome in, guys. Hey, man. Yeah, hey. thanks for having us. Of course. Howdy. Howdy. Did I say it right? Yes. That is, <laughs> that is the perfect pronunciation, dude. Perfect. On my third, on my third try. So uh, just like Mid Park, as we all know, there's a lot of pronunciation errors, understandably so. Uh, same way here with uh, Photonic, uh, which you said you originally were going to have an IC at the end, but it was taken. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. But uh, so you kind of put the AK in to kind of give you a little bit of uh, the Alaska vibe, which I guess is the first thing that we'll talk about. I'm always very curious. And in this case, very, very curious. Um, what's the local music scene like in Anchorage, Alaska? I'll let Daniel speak to that. All right. Well, the music scene here is uh, it's actually uh, very surprisingly diverse. Um, there is all kinds of people doing all kinds of different types of music. Um, as far as venues go, it's very limited. We do live in a relatively small city. And um, most of the venues here, they usually uh, cater to artists from out of state who come here on tour. And uh, so a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the local art acts uh, what they do is they put on shows on their own. They rent a venue or whatever, and they promote their own shows. And that's kind of how it goes. But it is very broad. A lot of uh, creative and just amazing musicians here in town. Yeah. I, can, I can see that. Um, I mean, it's obviously a very you know nature-driven place. Um, yeah. Which I think that in of itself has always kind of allowed creativity to flourish, you know, wherever you are. Um, right. But it's very and interesting. And they change, uh, they change in, the, in the seasons, too. Like, right now it's winter. It gets dark early. Um, Let's talk you know, about that. So, so that, that really, uh, um, it uh, influences a lot of the songwriting here as well. You know, yeah. the, uh, the climate. And the, I mean, dude, it it's, dark, a whole different, cool. yeah. it's a whole different world. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you know, you're in the United States, um, but like it, you're far away. I mean, the, I'm just the, thinking like I'm all whole of the U.S. No, I mean, I, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't say that. Um, but I mean, I think like myself, like, you know, I'm in I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, for example. I can drive. To, I can drive to Detroit in two hours. I could drive to Chicago in six. I could drive to New York and, you know, in five. Um, you guys don't. I mean, outside of Anchorage, what opportunities do you have to get out of your market? Because obviously there's Canada, but that's then you're dealing with visas and having to go to a whole other country and everything. I don't know how that works. Right. Yeah, that's the challenge up here with the music scene. We're so isolated Yeah. up here. And so really, nobody really knows about us outside of Alaska. Um, and for people like you, it just kind of seems like that people will stumble into us online 
Yeah. And I mean, it, and really with the way that music stuff goes nowadays, it really is. You, you're, you're trying to promote yourself and you're trying to do it through the Internet. Like it, things are way different now than they used to be. And you can yep. have a lot of success being a band, you know, like us from Alaska. And it's it's all about how you market yourself and promotion and all that. But there's so much competition out there, man, because everybody's right. doing the same thing. So even if you sound amazing you have a rock and album or whatever uh it, it's it's a game and we're still trying to figure that all that stuff out and, and reaching people it's i mean ultimately we're just trying to reach the people that we think you know would would want to hear our stuff our stuff is about hard times in general so it's trying to find that that audience you know that that can relate to what we're what we're talking about in our music for sure for sure um a lot of things, honestly, both off of both off of what you both have said so far. Um, before we get into the more juicier topics, I'm curious, what time does it get dark there right now? <laughs> uh, right now, uh, like around what time does it get dark right now? Like five, six, five, six. Yeah, PM. it's like co- completely dark around. What, what time does the sun come up? Uh, by the time I get off work, at like five i know it's completely dark i'm looking out the window yeah. of my office and it's like four 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 o'clock four twenty it's pretty damn dark outside so and what time does the sun yeah. come up uh, right now like around 10 ish yeah yeah i'd say it's like full daylight by 10 and 10 it's still a little bit dark at nine yeah i think it's getting crazy it's still getting even more. The windows are closing even more, I think. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not even in uh, winter solstice yet. Man. Well, I don't want to depress you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> believe me, it's, it ain't much better here in northeast Ohio. Uh, it's cold, dreary. I mean, it gets, you know, we might have a few more hours of daylight, but, uh, I mean, it, I'm, I'm wearing a winter hat coat. It's snowing. Probably not like there, but... Um, so getting into some of the music and whatnot, um, Jeremy, one of the things that you had said there is, you know, you, you obviously you're chill trying to find the success and whatnot. Um, I think you found it with at least one song. Um, uh, what was it? Is that Fight For Me, I think, that has almost 100,000 streams on Spotify? Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd that happen? To be qu- quite honest, I don't know how many of those streams are actually legitimate because the uh spotify and we didn't know this like there's a lot of like fake playlisting stuff that happens and bot plays and stuff like that yep and so i think we got sucked into some of that stuff and uh that was the one song that we were we were trying to promote um there was some service that we went through uh and i won't say the name of it but i mean it seemed like a legitimate one um and uh yeah man i don't think any of that was was legit <laughs> i looked like at the stats and i'm like this is it this doesn't make any sense like none of it made any sense yeah when i was looking at the stats so um i wish i wish those were real plays i don't know if they are i seriously doubt they are but that's all right uh, dream. yeah the plays that we initially got you know, that, that, that's just me being honest. I want to be honest about that up front. Um, yeah, the, the plays that I we initially got, it. though, when we when we dropped the album, I think we had, like, and we were, 
Given we're we're like a, a band nobody even really knew about here locally either. We're just kind of coming out of nowhere with an album. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were getting I think like 500 monthly listeners at the beginning of things before any of the playlist stuff hit. So. That's yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I, I appreciate you being honest about that. I think uh, there are more people than just yourself, um, just yourselves, who've likely ran into that, but might not be as honest, uh, you know, and saying mm-hmm. that those are legitimate streams or whatnot. Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe some of them are. Maybe some of them aren't. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that out there. I try to. I, I I will I will ream those guys in my Instagram DMs if they come into my DMs. Believe me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't like those uh, scammers or anything like that because totally nullifies what I'm trying to do and what others, you know, in, in you know, music and and whatnot are trying mm-hmm. to do. Um, let's talk about you know you kind of mentioned it there and starting the band um, and just putting out an album, um, which was released on almost a year uh, from when we're going to be releasing this uh, episode, uh, December seventeenth. 2020 um so i think by the time the episode's out it'll be just over a year um two things on that i guess how'd the band start hmm uh mark do you want to speak to that oh man the complicated origin story i'd love to just be epic and be like oh we met in a dark alley to save the world (laughs) through music but (laughs) we can go with that (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it it all really began uh jeremy um i met jeremy um a little bit after I, I got back from the peace corps um and i was looking through craigslist I, I believe and i found this random bassist his name's james perryman and uh we ended up becoming really good friends and oh, actually no we met at a local uh they said they said this awesome place for music called taproot in anchorage but um, yeah, we, and we met there, and we kind of jammed a lot, and we had this like kind of uh, interesting like Radiohead slash Muse kind of sound. And then later on, he recruited Daniel during the project, um, and uh, we had this. Like, also, music studio. we met yeah. the Craigslist as well, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Craigslist. Yeah, it's not not for the sketch, not as sketchy as you think. Well, I mean, for this for this scenario, um, it worked out. Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> and then I, be, I don't, I'm not sure, Jeremy, if you want to. I, I think we met at at my old apartment place, that that raspberry place, and yeah, were, yeah, yeah, the rehearsal space that we ended up playing at um, for the last few months. Yeah, that that's where, where uh, I met you for the first time, Mark. And it was when I was with another band at the time called House of the Blind, um, as their guitarist and singer, and. Uh, yeah, after I went my separate ways with those guys, um, I I met James myself, uh, the bassist that Mark is talking about, um, and he and I were jamming. And James told me like he knew of another drummer that he was playing um, and, and jamming with, and he was uh, off on some personal venture, and he was going to get back from that in a couple of months. He said so. Um, I was just jamming with him and in the meantime, waiting for, for that drummer to show up. And then, uh, yeah, Mark showed up and then I forget how you came into the picture, Daniel. I think you were jamming I think, with, uh, James I was jamming with James because James had another band 
where Mark was also in, and uh, <laughs> I was their lead guitarist. And James so mentioned something like about the band that he was playing bass in, and that was you, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. He said that you were looking for for a lead guitarist, and then he introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. And then we started jamming. So we were like the, the four of us within two bands, you know, one right, being fronted yeah. by Jeremy and the other one being fronted by James. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of bass, is that who plays bass for you guys on your on the album? No. Um, so James is an original bass player and we recorded a couple demos with him back in 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 the day, which back in the day is like 2014 2015 yeah Yeah, so we were first coming together um the person who's playing bass in the album uh she's actually a russian gal uh alina is her name um and she was with us for only a short while unfortunately uh it's kind of a interesting story there she was going to school here in anchorage at uaa and they were having some political funding issues and she was worried that her program was ultimately gonna get pulled out from under her because she's studying music at the time um yeah so uh she was worried you know that she was gonna have to get sent back to russia because she no longer had a degree program to finish up here in alaska so she jumped ship wow um like only she was she just started playing with us in may of 2019 and then she gave us the announcement that she was going to leave in July, like end of July. And then she, she was officially gone by mid-August. Um, and we had reco- started recording the album with her because when we first met her, like it was just like there's this instant click, like this musical chemistry. Like we finally found her bass players, how we felt with her. And then, then she went to Chicago. That's <laughs> where she ended up moving. Um, but... She was still adamant about working with us uh, remotely. Um, she really liked what we were doing musically because, you know, she felt that musical chemistry too with us. Yeah. And she she wanted to, since she, you know, she started recording one song with us, she, she wanted to finish it off. And so um, she continued to work with us and sent us bass tracks and we sent her our, our recorded tracks. And so we did that to get the the album finished with her as our bass player interesting very interesting uh she didn't go back to russia no um (laughs) not that i know of i don't know what she's up to now to be honest she's kind of fallen off the grid (laughs) well maybe she's she's listening out there hello well uh, i said alina yeah the the pandemic man it it did so many things to so many people and we kind of lost touch with her in all that madness yeah um it's kind of like once the album was done with her and then she went off to go do her own adventure in life and, and I, wherever she's at right now i i wish her the best yeah and she she did a rocking job on the album absolutely oh, yeah. um so the album was recorded it sounds like may of 2020 to the fall ish is that where See, we, we're we, we started in summer of 2019. I think we were starting recording All These Memories. was the first song we recorded, end of July. Like June? June, July? Yeah, July. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we recorded um, from then all the way through about May of 2020. So 2019, 
of August through May 2020. I mean, almost almost a year. It's like 10 months, I guess, with recording. Yeah. So you started recording the album before COVID. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And it finished after. Uh, excuse me. How did that uh, kind of get in the way? Uh, fortunately, by the time COVID hit, we think we had like nine of the songs like completely like we had yeah, all the tracks had, done i remember all my tracks were done by the time COVID hit mm. so yeah yeah i remember the lead guitar was all done the guitar was all had, done it's only drums and bass and vocals and mm-hmm. other layers yeah right uh and and it was what february or end of february is when the pandemic really struck it for us here in alaska in 2020 Yep. And when and, that happened, man, it was just kind of like everything was shutting down. Nobody could see anybody. We were worried yep. about getting in the same space with each other, you know, so it just slowed progress down as far as I mean, we had to record drums and we couldn't do that in, in that yep. state of things. So uh, it was kind of like two months of us. Um, critiquing the tracks that we already had recorded and working with uh the, there was another guy um, who was helping us with the album and doing the mixing work and, and helping us with production, uh, Kurt Ryman. His name's on that album, too. Um, yeah, he uh, he was a big part in in helping us get through that whole thing during the pandemic as well. Yeah. Um, it sounds like regardless of whether there was a delay or not, December 17th, was a significant date and the target release date. Is that right? Originally, it wasn't. We wanted to drop it in May. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck, I'm wrong. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, May or June or whatever, we, we were going to drop it that summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to drop it in the summer so we could have, like, like play shows that summer and promote the album. And, right. Uh, like, that's the best time. With, with COVID complications, like, the recording and the, the production process got delayed would you even have been able to play shows i mean i don't i don't think yeah anywhere was in, in no summer. no yeah. everything was closed yeah yeah, yeah not in the COVID kind of that blocked summer. that yeah so you finally got it out uh december 17th 2020 mm-hmm. uh which jeremy i believe is a significant date yeah so because of the pandemic delaying things I mean, by the time we were ready to release it, I think it was like October, and then we had to pick a date at that point. I figured, well, we're close enough to, you know, the holiday season, and it's kind of an interesting time to release it. It's super dark outside, close to summer or winter solstice, uh, and December seventeenth happened to be the date that an event occurred in my life that heavily inspired the whole mood of that that album, man. Um, I was in a car accident back when I was 17, senior year in high school, uh, sent off all my college applications and all that. Um, I was just a passenger in somebody else's backseat, but we got T-boned by somebody. Mm. And as a result of that, I got a brain injury, Um, Mm. TBI, mild, mild TBI, traumatic brain injury. Um, And that was the beginning of... A different stage in my life, man. Um, sure. I was basically dealing with a lot of short-term memory issues 
after that point in time. And um, a lot of it was like auditory type memories. So, you know, just having a conversation with somebody or even watching TV, um, a lot of that auditory stuff just wouldn't sink in my brain very easy. Um, and reading a book, even that was difficult for me. It's just my memory in general is just kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I just, I got super depressed. As I was in a, a pretty dark place, man. I thought I was going to be like that for the rest of my life is recovering from a brain injury like that. It, it's just, things go so slowly yep. when you're recovering from something like that. It's not like you wake up the next day after like working really hard through, through cognitive therapy and like you feel the difference. It's, it's just, it's not like that at all. Um, some days you feel like you take steps backwards instead of forwards when you're recovering from that. So I was going through recovery from that and, and trying to take classes in college. I was studying as a, I don't even know how the fuck I did this. I, I was studying as a mechanical engineer um, in school <laughs> after having that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what I wanted to do, man. And in, in high school, I was like in a robotics team and stuff like that. I was a super nerd, you know? Um, and then that accident happened and like math became hard after that. It was like, fuck, this sucks. Um, I just wanted to get that stuff back and, um, having to work through that, man, was so tough. Uh, man. so yeah, you, that was, I, uh, was when you were 17, you said, yeah. How old are you now? I am 35, going on 36 in February. It's about 17, 18 years or so. So you about you about doubled it up. You're almost uh, basically, yeah. It's like half there. my life ago. Yeah. Um, well, I'm very glad uh, that it sounds like you've made it out. Um, I don't know. Are you still dealing with? I mean, I mean, there's some residual stuff from that yeah. whole experience in my life. And so what's interesting, though, with how that all ties into the music thing, I was never a songwriter or singer or anything like that before the accident. That'll happen after the accident. Yep. Uh, I did journaling and stuff like that um, at, at that time, and it just didn't seem like enough of an outlet for me. Like, I was going through some pretty deep emotional shit. Yeah. Uh, my, my parents actually found one of my journals. I remember when I was 17 and like deeply, deeply concerned for my sanity. Yeah. (laughs) I remember having a conversation with them one day they they were like, I could just see the look in their eyes. Like what, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? So, um, I ended up actually lighting that journal on fire. Like literally, (laughs) I didn't want anybody to find it again. Uh, and then, uh, I I saw this dusty guitar in my closet. I'd learned how to play like standard chords um, when I was a sophomore in high school. It took like basic guitar lessons at one point, but it wasn't something that I ever stuck with. And I just figured, oh shit, man, I've never tried to like write a song or anything like that. Let me give that a shot. And so I I wrote a song that wasn't it wasn't even about me. It was about another friend of mine at that time, um, Andy. Uh, balance who he passed away from um, cancer at the age of 19. So um, it was just like, I felt some kind of connection to that feeling of just going through some, some shit, you know, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and being in a low place in your life and that right hand song, like it for whatever reason um, 
it, it was I was getting like this magical uh, inspiration rainbow feelings just like excitement from it like it was a drug or something like I was getting my dopamine hit from that and well everything else felt like I was thinking through a brick wall um and trying to do anything um mentally just you know because of the injury and the memory and stuff it's kind of funny you know because it was auditory memory that I was struggling with but for whatever reason music seemed to be the thing that my brain was like drawn to the most and was given it the, the stimulation that I had been seeking for the longest time. Um, and it just kept going from there, man. And one, one song led to another and another, and it ultimately became an addiction for me, I guess. A uh, good addiction, I would say. Uh, and it led to all these songs that are on that album. Man. So music kind of saved your life. In a, in a... Uh, I was in a psych ward at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, for for suicidal no thoughts. Yeah. No shame, man. I uh yeah. You know, I I'm on uh I'm on de uh depression and anxiety meds as we speak. Uh I think we've all, you know, we all have things. Um I can relate to kind of what you're talking about and just having that life event that kind of changes everything for you. My dad died in 2015 and that's kind of from there it was very unexpected. Um you know, that was the moment for me. And after that, I was in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. I moved to Nashville and was living on my own not long after that. And that's when I started to write poetry. Um, you know, I'd always been into music and listening to music and really in taking the lyrics and, and connecting with the music. And I finally started to write on my own. Uh, I don't play music, but I mean, I write incessantly. I write, I, I have poetry published and everything. Um, and so I get it. And like you said, like, you know, there, there's just that. For one, you've got so much going on, obviously, on, on one side that you've, you've just literally got to get it out. Uh, two, there's the element that, you know, as you said, like nothing else in your life was working. Uh, right. Besides, mm -hmm. besides music. Um, and that's, you know, as I said, kind of how I was there as well. So it ain't about me for sure. I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, you should most definitely not feel bad about that situation or anything. And I'm sure you don't. You know, you're a grown man at this point. I'm sure you realize that, that you know, those types yeah, of things. Yeah, I, I know, would say that whole experience made me a stronger person. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a theme of the, the album's title, too, Tempered. Um, when you think the word tempered, like you think of tempering a sword, you stick it in a hot flame and then you, you quelch it in water and it, it hardens the steel yep um and so i think of like hard times in your life uh it, it makes you a tougher person yeah in that sense um then tempered it's just like with the the flames and stuff on the album cover that kind of speaks to the angst and, and the anger that you're going through when you're diff dealing with those those difficult feelings like that there's a lot of rage man you just kind of sure. you just kind of pissed off that you're going through something like that, and you're thinking like, "Why me?" Or, and oftentimes I was thinking, "Why does anybody else go through this shit? That sucks." Because I'm not the only one who goes through this. The yep. fact that like I know other people are going through this is it makes it feel even worse. Yep. Well, uh, Jeremy, I'm sure we could probably you know you and I speak on that topic alone uh, all night. I, I don't you know I want I don't want to skip over it. But I also don't want to uh, ignore Daniel and Mark. Um, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so another thing that I'm always, and, and again, man, yeah, just to kind of round that out, like 
you know, for anybody listening. And of course, that's uh, that's a very personal thing that you shared. So I just appreciate it, you know, more than anything. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's a big part of your life. It's a, a huge part of your life, huge part of your band, you know, even for Daniel and Mark, I'm sure you guys know that. And um, So yeah, I'm, like I said, at the end of the day, very glad to be talking to you today. And, uh, and uh, keep growing, man. You know, you're, you're 35, but you're going to be 40 eventually. You're going to be 50 eventually. You're going to be 60 eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, you still continue to learn things. I'm only 29. I thought I knew the whole fucking world when I was 24. Uh, learned that the very hard way, you know, uh, even two, three years later. I, I really don't think that I really started to, like, grow up mentally fully until I was, like, 27, 28. I mean, honestly. Um, and, I mean, I say that now. You know, who knows, fucking knows? People are probably looking at me like now, like I'm some immature asshole. Um, but I'm just, I'm rambling at this point. Um, one thing I, I always love to talk about, um, cause I think it gets just overshadowed a lot, you know, and, and I'm very curious what you guys do, especially there in Anchorage, but, uh, you know, musicians aside from those who have millions and billions of streams on Spotify, uh, are not full-time musicians. Uh, you have jobs, uh, which I think yesterday actually we were going to do this interview yesterday, but a job got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is totally okay. Um, I just say that because obviously you've got things going on. So outside of music, how do you spend your time? I'm curious, all three of you. Mark, why don't you start? You've been, you've been the most quiet. <laughs> well, most quiet, but I try to play the loudest in the band. There you no, go. I'm not all- <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've, I've been many things in my life. No, we were married, uh, right? Yes, I'm. I'm now married. I'm married now for awesome. for six years, seven years, seven wow. years, right? Right, Brie? She's looking at me funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you better get that right. Uh, but, but before that, I had several odd jobs. But I. But most recently, I finally found my kind of my career stride. I'm a. I'm a school teacher. I Very teach. Nice. Um, I teach right now. Teach sixth grade science here in Anchorage, and it's it's really a, a great gig a great gig so um good, I'm, and I'm, my wife is studying to be a teacher as well and, and um so yeah things are looking good for us in terms of job and, and music you know is is a passion and of course i mean in the in anchorage at least music does not put food on the table it gets might get you free beers at the bar but um yeah yeah at the end of the night you gotta gotta come home go to bed and you gotta you gotta get up to some other gigs at least for now so yeah we can dream and hopefully get there absolutely Um, do you guys have and then mark i guess you know still kind of tailing off what you're saying there um in terms of like hobbies i'm sure probably a lot of outdoor stuff or am i wrong oh no you're not wrong at all yeah Yeah. (laughs) a lot of the stuff that we do is outdoorsy stuff yeah going hiking camping in the summer in the winter like you know snowboarding yeah it's interesting man because you know a big part of my life has been rooting on my favorite sports teams from my city for the you know the last 29 years but you guys don't have any sports teams um no, not professionally eh? or semi-professional right, right. Yeah. yeah so who do people root for there even if they're rooting for sport i mean I, I don't know if you guys are into sports at all but how does that work so uh Hockey's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I did play football in high school and uh 
you see it all over the place. Like a lot of people here either root for the Seahawks or the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, Raiders fans up here as well. Interesting. Um, mostly like the, the West Coast teams, you know. Very cool. Uh, Mark, that's cool, man. I, I won't skip over that. It's, um, you know, being a teacher is, is a special thing. Uh, you know, I know you don't get paid what you should, but uh, I mean, I don't know of, you know, outside of doctors. Uh, I don't even know if I'd say doctors because sometimes they can be assholes. You know, police, <laughs> fire, you know, uh, uh, stuff like that. You know, I don't know many more important jobs in the world. Um, so you're doing a good thing. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely, man. Uh, Daniel, Jeremy, which whoever wants to go next. Now, Jeremy, uh, you're, uh, uh, you, you kind of touched on the. Yeah, you know, I, got, I, I guess I'll go. Um, I, I, so I mentioned that I was pursuing a, a degree for engineering. Um, mechanical is what I ended up doing, and I'm actually doing that for a living now. Uh, I work as a HVAC construction engineer, nice uh, consultant. So um, it's all job. like commercial buildings, heating, piping, ductwork, all that stuff. Um, yep. And it, it, it's that that's it's what I do. You walk into a, very a boiler room in Anchorage. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially in a place like this, heating right. systems are are important. So that's that's what I do, man. That's my day job. Yeah. What about hobbies? Anything outside of the, the work and, and music or anything? I am into rock climbing, um, which I I've, I've gotten Daniel into as well. Yeah, uh, I'm also into it. Yeah. I actually went today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah and uh, do, do a lot of biking in summertime and uh, also snowboarding, which yeah. I haven't started snowboarding yet this winter, but I know Daniel's been wanting to do, do that. So we're gonna yeah, get the my gear ready, here. buddy. Let's go. Yeah, we got so much snow here now, man. Yeah. Already. Oh yeah. Oh, oh it's yeah. been it's oh. been it's been there for like two months already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't have that. I mean, it's cold. It's like thirty, you know, thirty-five every day. But uh, we don't. I mean, it's it's snowed a few times, but just flurries and whatnot. No accumulation. Uh, I know, you know, none of the listeners can see the video or the, the, the screen, but uh, Jeremy's got a, a photo, which I think you what, you got a backpack on there in front of a mountain in front of a oh, river yeah, or water was, or something. That was that was uh, one of the glaciers that there we hiked up to in, in Hatches Pass. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. A snowbird glacier. That's where that photo is from. Um, I would yeah, uh, we'd, we'd do a lot of hiking and stuff here, too. Yeah, I would love to do that stuff. Well. I'm very out of shape. Let's. I'm. I'm very out of shape. Uh, I may not like. I'm like. I'm on it. Like I. I'm so lucky in that I have been able to keep it off for the most part over the years. But like internally, I'm a mess. There's no way I could like hike to the top of a mountain or something. But I always like to look. You know, I'd love to. Uh, you know, live. Uh, John Mayer is like my favorite artist. Uh, very inspirational for me. Huge part of my life. He lives in Livingston, Montana, um, and it's like in this beautiful. That's actually where the Paradise Valley is. One of his albums is named after. Uh, it's this beautiful valley that just like is. I, yeah, I, I uh, after living in Chicago and going out and seeing rats in my alley uh, every day and uh, other shit, <laughs> I'm ready to get out to something more beautiful. So. Um, yeah. Daniel, anything else you wanted to add, man? I know you've kind of chimed in on both of them. Anything else? What do you do 
outside of music? Uh, so uh, my parents have a, a janitorial company and I work with them. Nice. And uh, also uh, with my dad, uh, he and I are working on a, with another partner of his. We're working on a marketing company as well. And uh, also an online art gallery for Cuban art. We're from Cuba, so we're trying to promote uh, Cuban artists who are not getting the recognition they deserve in Cuba. We're bringing their artwork here and displaying it, doing art shows, yeah, stuff like that too. So, gotta ask, man. I, I hear the little bit of an accent. Are you uh, are you Cuban? Yeah, I'm Cuban. Very I was cool. born there, lived there till I was ten, and that's when we moved. Wow. So you were in Cuba until you were 10 and somehow yeah. ended up all the way in Alaska. In Alaska. <laughs> yeah. You go straight from Cuba to Alaska or was there, was there a stop? No, no. So from Cuba, uh, we went to South America, actually, Ecuador. Wow. And Damn. we lived there for two years. Then we went to Paraguay and we lived there for a year. And then from there, across the border to Florida to get processed and then up here. Kept on going. Yeah. <laughs> Cross the border and you just kept on going until you never just stopped. Kept on going. Yeah. yeah. I call I it the uh, the slingshots because we started from Cuba, then we went down, and then we let go and we went over. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of, uh, I appreciate all that, all of that, guys, all three of you. Um, like I said, very curious to know always what's going on outside. Um, get back to the music a little bit. Um, with your album, um, I've described it as a sound of if Pearl Jam and Dave Matthews got together and had a baby, uh, it would be you, which I think is, in my opinion, a compliment. Um, but That's very high praise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my opinion may not fucking matter to you, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm just curious, how do you, um, how do you first, let's ask, how do you describe your sound? Oh man! Um, so we're to ask the band themselves. I know that when when yeah. people ask us, to, like just to get them off our backs quickly, you know, we're like alternative rock, you know. Yeah, oh, it's easy. Feel like hot rock, you know. Easy yeah. answer. I do hear a little grunge though. You know, we talked about that. Um, yeah. Did you get a lot Absolutely. of '90s references, which I think I can definitely hear? Who would you say? I guess we can go individually, which I think helps kind of answer the question. Who are your influences? You know, Daniel, Jeremy, Mark, individually. Like, where do you, where did you first fall in love with music? How did that start for you? I think Daniel can speak to. Uh, he's he's the the lead guitar in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the album, man, and you can hear what he's doing melodically. Um, his influences are definitely speaking to uh, to that. There's some Latin influence in there too. I mean, he's from Cuba, so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. You go ahead, Daniel, with with what your influences are mainly are. I know Nirvana. Yeah. One. So um, when I first uh, fell in love with music, it was uh, with well, my dad had always you know played music for me. You know, playing the classics like the Beatles and yep, and Queen, Led Zeppelin, and stuff like that. That's awesome. But I didn't actually fall in love with music as much as I am now until I heard Nirvana for the first time. And that's kind of like it all makes sense. It all makes sense, right? 
So that that when I heard the uh, what was it? Of all time. Yeah, yeah. And what it was uh, when I first heard "In Bloom" by Nirvana uh, was when I was like, I want to learn how to play guitar. So I was, uh, you know, asking my dad for a guitar, and uh, I learned the riff, and uh, I just kind of went on from there, and I started getting into. Uh, uh, heavier music. I got into Black Sabbath, and then more into metal, and and uh, and even deathcore. Like I got up to that point. Yeah. And then now I went back down to like the more melodic kind of. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, progressive metal and uh, and math rock. Yeah. And uh, so I, I like the uh, the intricacies of uh, of guitar as an instrument, how creative you can get with it, how melodic. And uh, I approach my solos mostly in uh, an angular fashion. You know, I don't like just playing scales, staying in that box. I like getting angular, going all over the neck. And uh, that's just from listening to, you know, all those shreddy boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, no, I, do, I absolutely know yeah. what you mean. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, very cool. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, you said the first 10 years of your life you spent in Cuba, but your dad was still playing Led Zeppelin and Queen. And yeah. Everything. And that, cool. back, back then it wasn't, it was, uh, it was not allowed, you know, it was yeah. kind of just like they, they're outlawing all that kind of music, like yep. the, the Western music, I guess, you know, yeah. but um, uh, yeah, he always found a way to uh, expose me to, to, that good music you know all those awesome bands yeah very cool man you should check yeah. out a cover of in bloom if you've never heard it by sturgill simpson um sturgill, um, simpson. sturgill simpson is a um so i'm not making the country uh i will tell you that i i try to try to be open-minded um, uh -huh. but the current country scene ain't great um but sturgill uh, simpson, trap country <laughs> trap beat yeah. <laughs> yeah sturgill is not that way sturgill is very much yeah. like chris stapleton he is one of the like very traditional country he did a cover of uh in bloom and it's fantastic as soon as you said that man i thought all about right that. no i have to check that out yeah um but all very cool man i you know nirvana obviously uh is like you talked about very grungy so i can hear that sound for sure um man yeah I always love to know where they come from. Uh, Jeremy, Mark, what about you guys? Um, let Mark step in there. Uh, yeah, you go ahead, Mark. Sure. As a, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, you know, musically, <laughs> uh, musically, I would say I began playing forced, of course, by my Russian parents who said, no, you must play piano, you will not play drums. Um, and uh, Let me ask this real quick. Were you born, are you from Alaska, like, originally? I was born in, in New York, actually. My parents immigrated from Russia, and I'm wow. the first generation American. Wow, so you've been, you've been all over the place, too. Jeremy, how about you? Um, as far as, like, where I was born? Yeah. Um, I, I was born here in Alaska. I'm, I am born and raised, man. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's, that's just interesting because, uh, Mark, you guys were literally born in three, like, polar opposites. New York, right. uh, Cuba, and Anchorage. Is that right? That's awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, Mark, sorry to interrupt you there. 
Yeah, no, no, it's no problem. Um, so musically, once I got into college, I uh, I saw this. I went to a, like a rock concert and saw this um, drummer, and all the all the girls were looking at the drummer. Everyone was dancing. I'm like, I want to be that guy. And <laughs> there you go. And um, in con- I mean, honestly though, it just made me move. I want I wanted to make people dance. So is I'm your wife still by you right now? She, oh yeah, she's right over there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She, she's, she's okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, but I grew up listening to when, the first CD I ever listened to was please, please me by the Beatles. So I would like to give that Ringo Starr that credit yeah. that maybe he planted a seed, but drummers such as, you know, muses, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name, uh, on the spot. Um, That's okay. but it's Dom, Dom, Dominique, Dominique Howard. Yeah. Um, th- th- those big bombastic drummers like him and Keith Moon, um, Steve. Jo- Speaking of John Mayer, Steve Jordan, the, the kind of the, the groovy nature of the way he plays. Love and then, Steve Jordan, man. Yeah, and um, after after going through college, I, I got a more refined take. Like I grew up playing these in these different rock bands. They're just loud, no dynamics, and um, I started to appreciate the the finer qualities of drumming after I learned I joined it where I met my wife UA jazz band and I kind of I learned Latin grooves I learned samba I learned swing and that kind of added this depth to my drumming that I didn't have before so now I'm like I'm able to internalize those rhythms and they and they come through in the different songs on the album you can kind of tell there's different kind of vibes and feels with the grooves that I play so definitely yeah. a multitude of influences yeah Awesome, man. I think uh, I say this, I, I feel like I mentioned this a lot with in, in the conversations that I have, uh, is the age of the people that I'm speaking to. And I'm saying this to you as a compliment. Um, and I'm not I'm not digging those that are younger. I mean, it's just when you're younger, you haven't quite had the experience. You know, you haven't quite had uh, the opportunity to go all over the place with your influences. Um, get very angular with your guitar like you said daniel it's first time i've ever heard that but i'll keep that in mind um <laughs> yeah you know ultimately getting to like i can tell you guys are a little bit older and have had the opportunity to experiment with your influences and and you know kind of be all over the place that's good i think like i, I you know being one-dimensional is never a good thing what you know whether we're talking music uh life whatever um so I, I think the more the merrier. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I myself have been talking about Pearl Jam. Actually, Pearl Jam was like I never got into Pearl Jam when I was a kid. The sound was always kind of weird. Even like uh, another band that comes to mind is Grateful Dead. It was almost like the Grateful Dead was like too advanced for me when I was like eighteen, nineteen. I couldn't, couldn't bring, I couldn't bring it all together. Like yeah. the song of New Potato Caboose uh, didn't quite make sense to me. But as I got <laughs> older. Um, you know, those things just kind of click in your head artistically. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but, um, yeah, it's cool, man. Um, Jeremy, wrap it out. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's funny. You mentioned country. Uh, and what's hilarious is that country used to be my go-to when I was like back, back in high school. Oh, hey, I, believe I, was, me. I was, I've had a phase a, with, with metal, rap, country at some point in my life. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm grown now, and I know where I am. But I believe me, I I get it. But it's funny though, looking back on that, because now I I hate country, like I can't stand it. Right. <laughs> um, 
I, I was like, I basically, I was, I was into country because like my older brother at the time, he watched CMT all the time. It was always on TV. He'd always have CMT. it on. Like, I, I shared the bedroom with him downstairs and, and that was just like what I was exposed to. And then I discovered a rock and roll man. And after that, like, I'm not going back to back. CMT. Yeah. No, I was like, what the fuck? What, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> These other bands, you know, like, uh, Trying to think of the 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 '90s bands that I was really into, rock wise, Goo Goo Dolls, Fuel. Yeah, uh, I think Seether came in a little later, um, uh, and Chevelle too. I discovered those guys in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, uh, and and yeah, man, those those were my go-to guys. I got a lot of '90s rock influences that bounce around in my brain, um, and some of them I didn't even discover until later in my life, like Muse. Uh, I didn't discover those guys until I was with uh, the the other band that I that I was with earlier here when I moved to Anchorage back in 2012. Um, kind of funny how you know some of those bigger bands you don't discover until way later in your life. But uh, the Moody Blues was something that my dad listened to a lot when I was a kid um, in elementary school. I remember he'd, every morning he'd drop us off. He'd have the same cassette tape and his uh his his jeep playing every morning and i got sick of it i was like man this moody blues stuff god but hey man now i listen to that stuff i'm like holy crap those guys are geniuses yeah brilliant man moody blues is fucking amazing um so you know i got some of those classic rock influences in there too it's stuff that my dad listened to led zeppelin of course um was in that mix too but uh as a as a songwriter um, you know, that's it's my my primary role in this this band um, coming up with like the, the song structure and the, the doing doing the rhythm guitar and vocal melodies and all that. That's that's my forte. Um, I'm heavily influenced by like the lyrical abilities like Johnny Rosesnick from the Goo Goo Dolls, man. I like how he does sort of like this nebulous songwriting. There's really an art form to it. You know, he had that hit Iris, which actually came out of uh when he was having a uh mental block a songwriter's block yeah it came after that which is just like amazing it's it's kind of funny how stuff happens like that sometimes you know i go through my own ups and downs when it comes to songwriting i never put something on paper if there's like no real feeling or inspiration behind it i don't write dead music and you can yeah. tell it's dead when when you try to do that you can't force it man um, but yeah, that's where a lot of my, my background comes from. I listen to Pearl Jam too, man. Love those guys. Eddie Vedder, yeah. dude. Oh, I, people have told me too. my voice, I got kind of a similar like tonality to his voice. Well, um, that's radio. where I hear, that's where I hear Pearl Jam mostly is your voice, man. I mean, I, I can hear it yeah. 100%. Yeah, I got, I, I got that baritone, but I also some, have some falsetto stuff that I do too, which I think is heavily influenced by like, um, Radiohead, Tom York's. Mm -hmm. uh, falsetto work um i can do that with my voice so there's some versatility there yeah but i'm i'm de definitely working you know mostly with that baritone like grunge range i get get some of that grit in my voice too that, that yeah. kind of makes you think of kurt cobain i suppose some people told me that there's definitely a blend of those those artists in there well um sounding like that is not a bad thing that's for sure um yeah man i i, I I think the common overlap, you know, again, not to be 
not to continue to harp on it, but I think the common overlap from all of you is that 90s sound that all of you at some point, it sounds like, had a pretty significant influence somewhere from. Um, mm-hmm. And it, uh, it shows through in your music, uh, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, one thing, one name that you mentioned there was Kurt, which I know we were talking about Kurt Cobain there, but Kurt in the sense of, uh, that was one person you mentioned earlier with the album. Yeah, um, yeah. One to make sure that, uh, unless there were any other shout outs, uh, that you want to make sure you give the people that work with the album, cover art, anything, photographers. We may have got everybody already. I'm not sure. I think, I think Kurt and Alina are the other ones we want to really speak to. Um, I mean, Alina, we Kurt, told you about how she, she did the bass, but she's also Kurt, Alina and James are the three I got wrote down. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and James, he wasn't involved in this album. He was our original bassist, and he ended up moving out of state at one point in time, and we just kind of moved on with, with the yeah. project without him. So he's, he's not really associated with any of the stuff in this particular album. Um, who knows what the future brings? I've actually, yeah. he, he stopped by in Alaska here not, not too long ago. I missed him, though. But um, anyway, yeah. yeah. He was integral in uh, introducing us to each other, like yes, he was kind he of like that that middleman yeah. who uh, who uh, got us all together ultimately. You know? Yeah, if not for James, shout, shout out to James. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he brought us all together, man. We used to rehearse at his house. That's yep. where we jammed. Yeah, but outside of um, that, and Alina, right? Uh, Alina did did the the artwork though for the album. The, oh, the nice. album cover that was her. Um, mm-hmm. um, and we got a whole we we released we got a CD too. We did CDs and we got like a art booklet and stuff. That's like the stuff nobody really sees. It, you know, it's it's got boxes of CDs still of that stuff. We're, we're still giving away locally, but um, yeah, she did all that stuff up and she did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and then great. Kurt, Kurt, it did. All the mixing work, and um, we we consider him a, a producer for the album as well. Uh, I mean, f- we we produced it ourselves, but alongside of him, it was it was like a co team. So he's a co producer with us. Um, and man, he's he's got over forty years of experience working in in music and production, recording work. He's an engineering type and a musician himself. Um, he knows his shit, man. He yeah. he is a he is a wise dude, and it's those little things that oh, yeah. you don't think experience. about. Yeah, and that that make a huge difference. Yep. From him taking our stuff, and we, we recorded all the stuff ourselves in the the living room in my house, um, and then we sent him tracks. That's and this is how we made the whole thing work during the pandemic too, because um, we were, we just had to send him our tracks or like Dropbox or whatever, and yep. then um, he'd take that and like we'd have an initial mix that we'd do up ourselves, and we call it our raw mix, and he could kind of tell what we were going for that he's got a better ear than we do in, in doing that mixing work. And so he took it to the next level, man, and yep. did all these little tweaks. And it, the, the album sounds like it does because, because of him, ultimately. I mean, yeah, we wrote the music, but he was, you, you get that sound. There's so much that goes into that. It's amazing what you can do by changing, changing knobs. You can do a lot. 
what's next? What's next for Photonic? Oh, this pandemic sucks, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I uh, put a poll on my Instagram tonight of who is tired of hearing about COVID. Uh, and I most definitely mm-hmm. am. Um, you know, I, I, uh, COVID is a real thing. It's a real pandemic. It's a, it's a real virus. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not uh, an anti-vaxxer or anti, you know, person, whatever, but we got to get over it. <laughs> we got to move on. Yeah. You know, we, we've got to get going. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just looking forward to things being over with, with that. We, we, we have done our, our chair gigging over the summer. Yep. Um, we, we were looking so forward to COVID being over at the end of 2020 and then things started to settle down a little bit. It felt like when the vaccination the vaccines were released and everybody was getting vaccinated. Um, and it, it was, it was kind of short lived, I think. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, we, we, it was, it was a lot of back and forth. It was weird, man. It's, it's been, this whole thing's been weird. (laughs) What about music? Um, I mean, do do you guys have plans to release anything new? And if not, yes. So our plan is to we we've got a single in mind that we're going to drop um, in the next few months. I want to nice. say few months. I'm thinking you know three four months out. Um, we're working on another music video of one of the other songs off our album, Inside Yourself. Um, we're actually working with these dancers. Uh, don't give too much away now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just say I'll just say that much. That's all. It's an exciting video, though. It's an exciting video. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, doing doing some recording work, basically, uh, and, and, and project work associated with the music video stuff, um, and trying to just do our promotion stuff, too, man, in the background, subtly. It's yep. it's a lot of work just doing that, keeping active on the socials. That's it's a job. What's the best way to support you guys? That's my uh, kind of last question around all that out is, you know, you obviously are looking for and everybody is looking for support best way. And, you know, everybody's kind of focused on different things. I think Instagram's a big thing. Obviously, get follow there, follow on Spotify. But uh, do you guys have merch? Do you have uh, I know you'd say you got like a whole box of CDs ready to sell. Yeah, we do have CDs uh, for sale online, and there's actually a, a link to that on our bio link thing on our Instagram. And I think Instagram, Facebook, those are the two main places to to hit us up and see see what's going on with our activity. Um, but I th- I really feel, man, the best way to help us is just spread the word. Uh, share yeah, our music. just share our music with your friends. You know, um, share our profiles to your friends, and they can follow links and they, they they can share it with their friends you know on our music or just uh uh listen to us on spotify we're everywhere every uh major uh streaming platform also yep. so. well guys it's a great conversation i uh i appreciate it very much we, we went we went way over uh 45 minutes usually here and that's a good thing i mean like i said i i don't ever want to cut it off you know and 
I think we, we uh, had a great conversation. learned a lot about you. Uh, like I said, really excited to just connect with somebody from the other side of the country, the other side of the world, um, in a sense. Um, you know, you're, you're going through different things there. I'm going through different things here. But the great thing is that music connects us all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I thank you guys so much for coming on. I'm here to support you any way I can. And looking forward to what is next with Photonic. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, you indeed. Absolutely. And that's that. Uh, what a great group of guys. Um, I say that all the time when I get off, but, um, you know, I really do feel a connection with these guys. And um, I know that there's going to be a relationship to come and, and just, uh, you know, really, really looking forward to see what comes uh, from Photonic here. And, man, if I could ever get out to Alaska, that would be one hell of a time. Um you know, I've always wanted to kind of get out into nature out west and whatnot. I've never really been able to. I've uh, been a lot of places. If you split the United States down, right down the pipe, I've been just about most places on the east uh, east coast, but uh, not quite many out west. And uh, Alaska is definitely on the list someday. And I uh, hope sometime I can connect with them or maybe they'll be so big that they'll be going on tour, coming to my city someday. Who knows? Um, but again, I touched on it at the beginning. Uh, we've got Christmas coming up here. Uh, you know, however you're celebrating the holidays, I just hope you are able to do so well. I hope you were able to do so at peace uh, with the people that you love and the people that you appreciate. And uh, yeah, that's really that. Uh, again, this is Photonic coming out of Anchorage, Alaska. And the one, uh, one more song that we are going to listen to here is one man show uh so uh, man so many ones i got one up uh one more song here and uh the one more song is one man show uh i probably just confused the hell out of everybody but um again uh, i just thank you always for tuning in my name is kevin vargo host of the mid park music on air podcast we will see you next time Everything Build me up until we're one Falling into atrophy Holding on to what we lost Slowly Pressing Every Memory Remembering all the reasons that we love